Welcome to Awakening Matters. I am your host, Cynthia Sloan. Thank you for joining me today. I have so much to share with you, and I think what's most important to share with you is that in the preparation for these incredible opportunities to reach out to you and to feel you reaching back, um, this incredible um, platform that I'm honored to be a part of, that I don't prepare for anything. There is not a show that I prepare for. I don't even know up until maybe a half an hour or so prior to the show um, going live what the topic will be. So what is beautiful about that is I'm on the ride with you. And isn't that true about life in general, that whether we plan or we don't plan, we are on the ride nonetheless. And so I say welcome and thank you for um, sharing your beautiful energy and your consciousness and aligning with me here today. You know, the thought surfaced in my consciousness in regards to this particular show about the word abandonment. And I was thinking about the word abandonment and talking to my spirit guides and the mass consciousness and Mother Nature and everything that is. And it was so interesting because the word abandonment, and again, I will only share with you my point of view related to Um, my perspective, but it is never, ever meant to replace your own. I am just here being given the incredible opportunity to share my voice and my view, and if it resonates with you, then make it your own. But if it doesn't, then move on to the next. But abandonment is such an interesting word because it's an emotional and mental word, and sometimes can become a very physical um, representation. Sometimes people are feeling abandonment in their physical body, their their makeup, um, their body of work, if you will. And they might be feeling it in their digestive tract or headaches in their, um, and their eyes are hurting or what have you. And I, what I'm basically getting to is sometimes Our physical body symptoms are trying to guide us, um, inform us, awaken us to possibly an emotion that hasn't been dealt with, a feeling that we are being um, conscious or unconscious of. But nonetheless, what I am saying is that our physical body tied into the emotional, mental, spiritual, energetic, vibrational body, and that is all of who we are and beyond that, um, that all parts are working on behalf of you. And all parts are, whether they are well, whether they are not well, whether, they, whether you feel good, whether you don't, whether you're having a good mental or emotional day or you're having a struggle, what I find incredible and so beautiful is that there, there could be a part of your body. Our bodies are made up of trillions of cells, that there could be a cluster of cells that are not doing well, that all the other cells are working on behalf of, are 
seeing, feeling, and literally experiencing the imbalance internally, and that the cells that are struggling, if you will, stick with me, (laughs) those cells that are struggling do not feel abandoned. They don't feel abandonment. Why? Because they are part of a network within our physical body that when there is an emergency or a part of our body that is either holding a message for us or literally needs uh, physical help or what have you, or both in the same, the other cells come running to the rescue. The body is constantly calibrating and restoring itself and always thriving and always thriving. Does that mean that somebody is very, very, somebody who is very, very ill does not experience thriving in the way they know it? Does that mean that their cells on an internal level are not thriving? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It means that the person might be feeling physically unwell and relating to those symptoms as that, but that the cells inside the body are calibrated at all times to show up for one another. I don't care what organ it is. I don't care what's going on, what imbalances surfacing, that knowing that, and I kind of started at a place where abandonment is sometimes, you know, sometimes we are physically abandoned. Sometimes children are abandoned. Adults are abandoned. And that's something I'll get into. But within our very makeup, what I find so love-based and so loving is that the cells don't abandon each other because they know in order for them to exist, they need each other. They know in order for there to be an experience of physicality, that they need to be there for each other, that to go into canceling each other out or to go, and I know that happens. I'm not addressing that. I'm addressing the connectivity. Um, But to go into canceling each other out or to non-forgiveness or to disconnect entirely and completely is to hurt the very mechanism that the cell is a part of. So there is this infinite wisdom that is absolutely a part of the fabric of the cellular consciousness that knows it is absolutely needed and important for that feeling of connection to exist. And what is, I'm going to go beyond that now and talk about our emotional and our mental bodies. And again, everything's connected. There is no separation. So it's all tied into itself and each other. But that sometimes our emotional bodies really uh, let us know there's a problem. And sometimes that problem can be heartache, um, so much so that the person has a heart attack. Or it can be, um, you know, it can be anything. It can be digestion. It can be mobility. But it's never not connected to a past life or a present past or yesterday or 10 minutes ago or 
it's connected to something you have experienced or it would not be, it just simply wouldn't be. Um, and so there's always an opportunity and that opportunity is completely available. We see it in nature all the time. We see it in nature all the time that that which dies doesn't die at all. It just moves away from sight and then resurfaces. And even that which is diseased, it may change the very function and form of the nature landscape or the natural landscape. However, the <laughs> spirit gods are talking to me. The <laughs> the ability for nature to still love itself in whatever form it's in is always what is the constant thriving, to return to love, to return to removing anything that is not love, and therefore the body, the body of work of nature, the body of work of the mind, or anything is capable of restoring itself fully and completely, and probably with a greater love than ever before, than even thought imaginable, and especially for humanity. Um, and so then we go into the mental body, or the emotional body, rather, and we experience this feeling of abandonment. And unfortunately, in our humanity, when we experience abandonment or being cut out or being thrown away from one person, we experience it... It triggers, not everyone, but it, for the most part, it does trigger within a person. It triggers within you. A, it expands. The thing I find fascinating about abandonment is it usually doesn't stay contained. That means that if you are abandoned by one person, it can be um, mother, father, sister, brother, friends. It can be anything, uh, a lover, a partner or what have you, that then it starts to expand. It expands in your life dependent upon the level that you are either ignoring it or actually looking straight at it. It, it can expand to include um, other areas of your life where individuals start asking. I have a lot of clients who experience abandonment who will start asking and start looking at their life through the abandonment uh, perspective and start feeling abandoned by their boss, abandoned by their family, abandoned by... And it just starts spreading. Um, and sometimes that's very valid, meaning sometimes there is the need for a complete and total redo uh, in the person's life, a complete and total change in their life. And if they're looking at all the people in their life, or if they're looking at a job they thought they wanted for the rest of their life, whatever it is that they thought that is no longer either present or fueling love, then there's a possibility that um, it's a blessing in disguise. And indeed it is that that individual, um, needs to look at where they abandoned their, themselves. So where in your life are you waiting for others to show up for you where you have not yet showed up for yourself? 
And that is a big one right there. That is life-changing. And if you can, and if you choose in your free will to do so, to really look at and pay attention to, wait, before I look at other people and other things, et cetera. And listen, nobody's perfect, and we all make mistakes. And sometimes we make really huge mistakes. Sometimes we regret them. Sometimes we bless them. I mean, it's, and sometimes it's all things at once. And past shows, I have said, and I will always say, being human is all things. It's having a good day, having a bad day, having a good thought, a bad thought. It's, it's, when you try to become something just a certain way and you are not um, fluid in your ability to embrace and love all of you, you end up abandoning parts of yourself. Why? Because that doesn't feel good. I don't want to feel that. I don't, that, I'm afraid of that and I'm afraid of this and that, etc. So you start abandoning pieces of yourself and before you know it, you're left with the smallest aspect of you and all of a sudden your life has become very, very small or you're thrown into massive crisis and everything you thought you ever knew completely changes on you. Either way, dialing it back to where did this begin, it usually, if it's an experience that you're having either towards you or at you, most likely it started with you. Not always, but sometimes it starts with you, meaning what parts of me did I abandon? Before I can look at how I was abandoned by others, let me look at, and sometimes, by the way, this incredible work you can't sometimes do in the moment because you're in survival mode. I'm not saying to you when you get triggered and you're in crisis mode and your whole life changes, sometimes you can't even sleep, eat. Sometimes you find yourself sleeping in your car. I mean, there are many things that happen that because you're so in survival mode and your mind has gone blank, that happens too. And you feel um, literally unplugged and untethered from life itself. And you don't know whether to go up or down, left or right, and all of a sudden your entire support system is gone or what you thought was a support system. So when the time does come and you're able to really dive deep and do this incredible life-changing work with yourself, look at where did I abandon myself? Where were the parts of me that I was just shutting down or giving away or focusing on others to the degree where I was giving permission unconsciously for individuals to start, whether they're in your life, at work, whether they're siblings, cousins, whoever it is, to start relating to me as somebody other than I am or to start treating me in ways that support the abandonment that you began doing that you were not even aware of. So I was talking earlier about how abandonment, the energy of it can spread, or it can spread to the internal body or the external body, etc. But if your body is talking to you, again, whether it's a heart attack, whether it is 
bad knees or bad circulation or swelling of the legs or whatever it is, the body loves you so much. How can, how can I be saying that? How do I know the body loves you so much? This is why I know the body loves you so much. Because the body is made of cells that vibrate and are in a frequency of self-love or they could not exist. Think about that for a second. The body itself loves its creation so much or it could not exist. And so, of course, your body loves you and it wants to help itself and it wants you to become aware and help yourself. And so it's, I mean, really, when we look at the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual makeup of who we are, it is extraordinary because all of the gifts and the tools are built in. They're there. All we have to do is go internal and do the inner work and start having those conversations and be willing to be honest with yourself. Be willing to be honest with yourself, not to judge yourself, but to love yourself that much more. That when you find an area where you go, oh my gosh, I could have done that, 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 and that differently, that you don't beat yourself up. Because after all, if you beat yourself up when you recognize and realize that you could have done things differently and you wish you had and you beat yourself up for it, you're still in the same vibration of when you did the thing you didn't want to do if you're beating yourself up. So when you see those things you did and you wish you hadn't or those reactions you had or whatever it is and you love yourself, you say, come here, come here to yourself, to that part that you said, go away. You say, come here. I'm ready to love you. I'm ready to hold you. I'm ready to incorporate you and experience life from a place of greater fullness. This is not external work. I mean, yes, we can, we can, how shall I put it? We can make our bodies stronger we can give our bodies the food and the supplements and the sun and the rain, whatever the body needs. And that absolutely is something that I absolutely support and am participating in. However, there's this inner work that the outer work can only do so much. And then the very foundation of who you are, how you survive and who you are is the meat of it. It is the life-changing and freeing love-based work. And so I would say to you, the one of the tools that exists within you and never, ever, ever leaves you, even if you leave it and, and are not paying attention to it, it still remains there. It's the part of you it can be your heart, your soul, your mind, but that part is there and all parts within you know it that says, I love you. I forgive you. It's time to come home within you. It's time to have a different perspective of life and allow all parts of you to be accounted for. And the parts you still don't like, let's love those parts even more. Let's love those parts even more. Let's love 
all parts of me, all parts of you. And I, yeah, I'm being serious. I don't care if you have to look in the mirror. I don't care if you're, if you're created a song and you're singing it to yourself. Loving all parts of yourself is not you trying to fake it till you make it. It's you aligning with the consciousness of the cells that already exist within you that are vibrating at that level already. And you join that, you align, you integrate, you ground, you anchor yourself into those energies and that consciousness when you say, "Mm, I'm not going to take her word for it, but I'm going to try telling myself internally every day, thank you cells for loving me unconditionally. I'm going to join you there. You know that left foot I don't like? I'm going to join you there. I'm going to love it. You know that whatever, you know that uh, thinning hair I don't like? I'm going to love it. And it sounds silly almost. doesn't to me, but probably to many. However, if you start saying it and really meaning it, your entire life will change. Your physicality will change. Why? Let's talk about why your physicality will change and you will heal. And you will experience maybe something you've tried to, I don't know, work out and make your body look a certain way. And you're like, how come the person next to me has been coming to the gym as long as I have? And they look like that. And I look like this. And instead of Okay, so they're connected somewhere internally that maybe you're not. Maybe they're okay with the experience of bringing forth the highest and grandest version of themselves, not just externally, but internally. So the external goes, I can align with that, and this is what you look like when you are at the greatest version of yourself. Done. So what you really want to do, if you do, is really look at this inner dialogue. The key is replacing judgment with unconditional love because then you align all parts of your body, mind and spirit, to the same frequency and therefore everything flows in accordance to your highest and grandest version. What does that mean? It means the best health you could be in, the best mindset you could be in, the best physicality you can be in. It it means whatever you want it to mean, but by the way, it also means when you go to judge yourself, hate yourself, or um, feel discarded or abandoned, you will feel like that feels very odd. It doesn't feel right anymore because you have returned to yourself. So feeling disconnected will no longer feel like you're normal you'll start to notice, oh, that doesn't feel right. I don't know why, but it doesn't feel, it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel like who I am. Um, And then you go back to unconditional love and you'll feel, yeah, that feels right now. Does that mean you'll never have another bad thought or day again? Absolutely not. Again, our life experience here, physical or otherwise, is, a combined effort, if you will, not only from the cells and the body and the mind and the spirit, but the consciousness of everything that exists around you. 
Yes, I did say the consciousness of everything that exists around you. Because there's nothing in this dimension that is not vibration. Otherwise, it could not be in your experience. That's a whole other show. Um, so I'm going to go back to abandonment. Um, sometimes in our childhood, we feel abandoned. By, so it starts young. In some lives, it starts really young. And that's unfortunate. And in other lives, it, it maybe starts young and then it happens again. And that's, that is, um, that's whiplash is what that is. But, but either way, consciousness, no, no, abandonment, well, and conscious, the consciousness of abandonment can happen very, very young. And it can be seemingly a no big deal to you with your child somebody you're babysitting, your nephew, your niece. It can be something like um, very innocuous. However, to the child, all of a sudden it's triggered within them, I don't matter or I'm not important. And so what that child does, God bless their beautiful soul, is for the rest of their life they continue looking for proof that they don't matter, that they don't exist. And they're not looking for where they're loved or liked. They're looking to prove that they are worth being loved and liked, but they never left that belief, no matter how small or no matter how, no matter what the memory was from child into adulthood or whatever, they're still looking for where they belong. And that means they don't feel they belong to themselves. Why? Because that feeling of abandonment is painful. And so they don't want to stay in that feeling. It's so interesting and fascinating because they don't want to stay in the feeling of abandonment, yet unconsciously that's what's familiar to them. And so they will seek out Many, everywhere, especially as a child, experiences that say to them that they're abandoned, they don't matter, etc. Now, here's the thing that's fascinating. When they find that person, place, thing as a child, etc., that they feel familiar because it's rejecting them or because they feel it's abandoning them, etc., or judging them, they immediately start on overdrive to prove the opposite. So they're actually trying to heal their childhood, whether they're, it happened at birth and they're 10 years old, whether it happened at birth and they're 20, 30, 40, etc. They're always constantly trying to heal the first time they were told or they were whatever transpired and they felt abandoned. So they're constantly trying to heal. It doesn't matter if it's 40, 40 years later. They're trying to heal the first feeling of that pain, even though it's been added to over and over and over and over again. And so that's so fascinating, heartbreaking, fascinating, 
interesting and illuminating in the strength and the power of what abandonment points out. And that is, as you go on an inner search, what you uncover is that you start to see clearly what was so clouded. And what you start to see is maybe you were abandoned then, but you weren't abandoned later. And you didn't have to try so incredibly hard to try to be accepted by those that were already accepting you, but you were in fear that it wasn't enough or that you were going to be abandoned again. And so, so many of my clients come to me with relationship problems or eating disorder problems or imbalance problems across the board. And what I look at first is what are your thoughts about yourself? Not just now, but the earliest memory you had. And that often guides the healing, just that itself. By the way, we're not talking, okay, go to therapy for 25 years and then heal. No, not at all. We are talking about The connection and the awareness and the aha moment, if you will, of that moment where you connect with, oh my gosh, I felt abandoned before I even met these people. And then they turned around and abandoned me because I was trying too hard, not seeing that I was being accepted and I, in turn, was dissolving myself into a version that was unfamiliar because being what other people want you to be or trying to discover or uncover what they want you to be, but you haven't yet known who you are, maybe you have very strong knowings about certain areas about yourself, but you're still seeking that love. By the way, one of the strongest and most life-changing aspects that I can offer you is the knowing that there will never be a love strong enough, long enough, deep enough, mm, close enough to love you into loving yourself ever you will attach to that person and never want to let go, ever. Because unconsciously, you're saying to that person and to yourself, more importantly, that person who loves you, I can never let you go. Because if I let you go, then the love that you have for me that I don't trust, I will lose it. And so... You grab on and you hold on for dear life. And what you end up doing is unraveling and letting go of more and more and more of yourself until there's nothing left of you because you've invested so much time, energy, money, attention, et cetera, in this other person. And again, you don't know that you're doing this while it's happening. You absolutely do not know that's what you're doing. You're using tools from your childhood, or you're doing this in your childhood. But either way, when you have the epiphany, the awareness, and the knowing that, wait a second, 
it's not this person's issue to carry me. It's not their job to love me so that I'm no longer feeling abandoned, discarded, etc. It's nobody's job to do that. And they can't do it. It's not even physically possible. But because you invested every single, literally every single cent and time and energy that you had into this person, all of a sudden this person, whoever it may be, starts to represent a version of you. And then now you're really panicked because you're thinking, oh, my God. I mean, you're not conscious of it in the moment, but you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to lose myself. And by the time you even figure that out, you already did lose yourself. You lost yourself completely. You don't feel strong. You don't feel clear. You don't feel clarity. You feel like, well, that what you worked really hard, too hard to sustain, to hold on to, you lost because while you were focusing on somebody else, you were losing yourself. And that is the case with anyone who is a child, a teenager, and an adult who is struggling with feeling unconscious or consciously abandoned, um, discarded, etc. So, but again, I go back to, it starts in the childhood. Maybe it's in a, maybe actually that's not fully true because some childhoods are extraordinary. And then in their teenage years, they have this horrible experience and somebody breaks up with them in a horrible way and it rocks their world. God bless their soul. And they no longer know who they are, why they are, or, or how to go get there from there to get where they're going. So, I mean, every walk of life is different. But what I will say to you is no matter if you've abandoned yourself or not, the internal part of your body, the makeup of the vehicle that you walk around, water, feed, and sleep, and hopefully some other fun stuff, <laughs> um, that physical makeup is so your internal system, that extraordinary, off-the-charts body of work, which is your body, loves you so, so, so much that it's willing to give you wake-up calls throughout your life throughout your life, and hopefully they're just wake-up calls so you can get the wake-up call, dive deep into it, and then come out of it with so much more clarity and a sense of peace and a sense of joy and a sense of love and a sense of, of loving oneself. And what that feels like is prominent in your life to the extent that you felt unloved let's say, 25 years of your life, 30 years of your life, that when you do reconnect with who you are and, and how you are, that the love you feel actually, is, it heals the 25 years. It heals everything in you. It heals and it amplifies. 
So you're all of a sudden walking around with this feeling of joy that is maybe 50 years in the making. And yes, I did just say that on purpose because for 50 years in the making, the 25 years you hated yourself or you felt unlovable, then you start loving yourself again and you feel 50 years loved is because your cellular body is saying you've joined us in a place of love. We not only accept you, but we're holding you there. And the alignment is off the chart. So you walk around looking really happy <laughs> and being happy. And people are like, well, um, what's going on in your life? What do you mean? I'm just a happy person. But people who knew me in my past would not say that. But the truth about me, you're telling this new person, is I was always an extremely happy person. It's the only reason that I am alive is that out of that darkness, which was the person's childhood or the person's experience where they first felt the separation of consciousness. And I say the separation of consciousness because you're born in a place of wholeness within you. And the first time you experience a feeling of separation, whether it's internal or external, that is when, that's when it affects you. That And fear actually gets into your system of, wait a second, I can feel separate then? I mean, it's not something you're born with. You're born in a continuum. And by the way, that separate feeling is, is temporary. That separate feeling is, is not only temporary. Let's say you've had it your whole life. It's still only a version of you while the other version of you is dwelling in full and complete love. Why am I saying that? Because you're still alive. You're still breathing you're still walking, you're still thriving, you're still healing. So there is still a part of you within you, even if you're still experiencing separation, that is loving you so that you can walk around and have the experiences you're having. And so I say to you that, um, I'm smiling so big right now. (laughs) And I'm not even looking in the mirror, and I know it. Um, I'm smiling because of all the, I'm going to talk about my life and say all the struggles and oh my gosh, there have been so many in my life that all of the struggles that once you get through them and you have the clarity of why they were there, you have the clarity of who you are, who you were in them, who you are out of them. You have all of this clarity and this love that I was talking about that's so huge, you thank the moments that caused you to question everything. And so, yes, I thank each and every struggle from birth until now. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Because 
of the clarity and the truth and the vibration and the love and uh, even the struggles you're going through in the moment, thank you. I love you. And I mean that from the depths of my being. I thank you because of the struggle or whatever. Maybe it's not a struggle. Maybe it's a knowing, whatever it is. Thank you for the knowing. Because of you, I went deeper. I went farther. I experienced myself in my totality. And what it brought about may not be rocket sciences, a rocket science, or you may become a rocket scientist (laughs) from it. That is awesome. But just the clarity of who I am and how I am and I, the fact that I, through all of it, from birth until now, could hold a love so strong, even at the same time that I was holding many other things, but that now I have integrated into that love so completely and fully. There's a gratitude beyond words for the moments that, um, I'll say it to you this way. I'm so grateful to be who I am and to have not followed the lineage that came before me that never had the aha moments, that never had the awakenings, that never had the full and total encompassing love. I'm so grateful to have broken the pattern of the family lineage that came before me. Even if I'm standing here alone, which I'm not, I'm standing here with the consciousness of all that is, and my two dogs. (laughs) So, um, my point is, it's so worth it. You're so worth it. I don't care what anyone has told you, and some people have experienced the harshest and the most horrible things and been told the most horrible things. You are worth it. Uh, You know what? Even if right now you're listening, I'm going to tell you, you are worth it now. You're worth it tomorrow. You're worth, if you have never heard a negative thing, I celebrate you. If you have never told yourself a negative thing, I celebrate you. But if you stub your toe or you fall down and you have trouble getting up, you are worth it. So in all the moments to come, and hopefully there's not many, but I don't know, this feels pretty good. Hopefully there's some that challenge you to awaken that you are worth it. So to all the future parts of you that have not yet arrived, I'm telling you and those parts, you are worth it. You are worth all of it, all of it. And the outcome will be whether, by the way, the outcome will be whether on earth or in your etheric body, it will be love. It will be love. So hopefully you get to a place of self-love that is so all-encompassing. If you're hearing noises in the background, it's my dog. Um, But that you get to a place where your ability to thrive is so, you know what's so great? I even want to just whisper this, but I'm not because then you can hear me. But you know what is so great is that 
this love is not only unconditional, but it it is not dependent on anything. It's not dependent on a person. It's not dependent on something happening. It's not dependent on something not happening. It's not dependent. It's an unconditional free love that you were born with, remains with you, even if you have the hardest of lives, and returns with you and to you, hopefully in this life, but if not, when you return to the other side. And it is um, so, I don't even know if there's a word for it. And it is so um, delicious. (laughs) Some people are going, what? Delicious? Okay, so when you go to a restaurant or you go somewhere and and I don't know if food is your is thing, but I'm a foodie. And so if you go to a restaurant and you maybe you have high expectations, maybe you have low ones, maybe you have none. Um, but you sit down and you take a bite of something, and your entire body and being participates in that one bite. It's like that. It is literally like that, except that bite never ends. It's like gratitude for every it's looking at the sky and going wow it's looking at the birds and the doggies and you know etc and really feeling it and no I'm not on anything I'm just riding this wave of love and it's self-love it's like god you made it this far and you ended up at a place of love it's so incredible. It's so wonderful. It's so um, available to each and every one of you. By the way, I'm looking at my crystals right now. I have rose quartz. I have selenite. I have um, all. I mean, I can't even say all the different kinds I have. Fluorite, um, amethyst. Anyway, and I'm looking at how extraordinary they are and how limitless they are because when you look at a crystal you see the outside and it's gorgeous but then you see the inside and for lack of a better term we are like the crystalline structures that take our breath away we are we are as humans well I've always had the opinion that we were meant to come here to celebrate the manifestation of the physical form, not to um, dissolve it or to judge it and say, well, maybe one day you'll be the person you were meant to be. I've always had the feeling that we have come to this earth plane and manifested in order to celebrate that we are. And You know, that's not always available. And sometimes we are our own worst enemies and we get on our own way. But you know what? Forgiveness. And I'm not talking about forgiveness from others to yourself. I'm talking about because sometimes you'll wait for your entire life until the end of it and maybe not even get it then. And that's okay. But why is it okay? Because forgiving yourself First of all, 
you don't really have anything to forgive yourself for other than if you're judging yourself and saying, I shouldn't have done that and I shouldn't have done this. I say to you, how about in the middle of that sentence, you say, and I forgive myself because I would forgive the other people in my life or I would forgive anyone. But I'm me, Cynthia. I'm the type of person, even to this day, where if I see a person that is in need, I'm stopping the car, I'm getting out, I'm running over. I am not saying, stop right now from thinking that I'm saying, hey, look at me, I'm such a good person. No, I don't need anyone else to see that or believe that. Believe me, there are plenty of people who don't think that and they can have it. It's all theirs. But I know my truth. And so what I'm saying to you is when... You are at a place of this place of love within you that never left you, but now you've joined it. You can hear the conversation. You can feel the love. Um, and it's unconditional, and it's far beyond your humanity. It, it's higher love, if you will. It's the love that nature has, that birds have, that, you know, all animals have. Um, so this higher love, even though my dog is now at the back door saying, let me out of this house. <laughs> okay, that means. <laughs> that, oh, now she's going to start barking great. That means, from her perspective, you know, your your love is so great, but I've had enough. And that's cool. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and when I'm not doing this incredible, wonderful show, I don't walk around, um, talking like this so that my dog's trying to find ways of escapism. But anyway, um, (laughs) I was going back to crystals and saying that, um, there's various tragedy. There's tragedy everywhere. There's tragedy in life. There's tragedy in um, your individual life. There's tragedy in, I mean, it's everywhere. It's just like cells in the body that are not well, that are imbalanced, that are not in alignment, that aren't in a foundation. It's the same thing with the external expansive body of work that we are a part of. Um, There are many things that could be done differently, but I'm talking about the humanity right now. What I'm saying is love yourselves as you are, forgive yourselves if need be, laugh with yourselves, be lighthearted if you can, um, And don't take it so seriously. Um, I'm telling you things that I wished or wish that I had done um, in my humanity a long, long time ago, even in my childhood. But that was a little difficult to do. But what I will say to you is um, even in a childhood that was extremely difficult, there was laughter with my spirit guides. There was laughter with, and I'm actually literally trying not to crack up because my dog is now barking at full volume, which she is probably saying, 
if I know her, I have something to say. <laughs> but either way, you know, sometimes, maybe more than one time in life, we're given the opportunity to, and I am saying opportunity, to see that it could have been end of life for us, that we could not be here right now. And, oh, my God, talk about a script changer. Talk about a perception changer. Talk about the no question that every moment is a gift and every moment is filled with love and and every moment has the opportunity for rebirth, if not with others, with yourself about others. And so the gift is always giving. The gift of life is always giving until it isn't, and then there's continued life um, beyond. And I can say that with assurity because I have died and gone to the other side and come back. And so um, I know that even on the other side, I experienced massive quantities of love. So... Maybe we can be a little gentler on ourselves in order that others are gentler with us and with each other. And if you can't be, then please, if you're in a position of having to fight for your life or survival mode, also take moments in between those moments of survival to say, I know that I'm loved. I can't see it, hear it. I can't feel it. But some lady on a radio show said that my cells love me, that if my heart's not working correctly, my bloodstream's trying to make up for it. If my lungs aren't working correctly, that other parts of my body are trying to make up for it, that there's so much love there that I'm going to allow that to be and trust it. And so I say to you, Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you and to feel you and to get your messages and your messages that you send me prior to the show and your excitement about the show. I thank you so much. And I'm so incredibly honored to be a part of this. My, I have a website. It's uh, Cynthia Sloan, S-L-O-N, the number nine dot com. I also have a YouTube channel. It's Cynthia Sloan, S-L-O-N. I have filmed many videos for that. They will be coming soon, soon, soon. And um, I send you blessings. I love you right now as you are, not until you got that promotion, not until you lose 10 pounds, not until you're healed. I love you right now as you are, whole and complete. And please, remember that you are worthy to be loved, but the first person that needs to love you is you. And don't wait for anybody else, because even if somebody loves you completely, fully, and ongoing, it's not their job to keep doing that. It's yours. And so I send you much love and light, and I look forward to speaking to you, I think, in a week. Um, two weeks, and we'll be talking about um, 
different kinds of consciousness in the universe and how what I have experienced in regards to UFOs, aliens, and yes, I have, and other forms of beings that exist, how they communicate, how they interact, and what they think of us. So tune in next time. I send you so much love, and thank you, thank you for participating, and bye for just now.